Welcome to the third broadcast for this channel. I am so excited for today's guest to have, that we have with us. His name is Professor Nez. I'm going to bring him on board here in a sec. He has 20 plus years of just experience with you know, branding and online businesses. So I'll bring him on here so he can introduce himself and talk a little bit about, about what he's done. Hey, how's it going, Nez? Hey, how's it going, man? Good to see you. It's great. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. I really I really appreciate it, Anthony. Yeah, thanks for coming. So, Nez, how about we uh, start off by you introducing yourself? Uh, absolutely, I- I'm more than happy to. Uh, my name is uh, Professor Nez, and uh, I am a content creator, business owner. Uh, I- my wife and I run an agency where we help executives content creators and business owners brand themselves online. And so my whole premise is that, I mean, I've done a lot of other stuff too, author, speaker, business communications professor. I still teach part-time at the universities. Uh, very part-time, that is, because <laughs> the pay is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I am really passionate about the creator economy. And I just am blown away by the opportunities that we have now. And everybody who has the will, the determination, and the persistence can create a life that they want. And it, that's not woo-woo. That's not bumper sticker. It's a reality. And so I'm just really happy to be here, Anthony. I'm happy to be on your show. Uh, and uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. So for those who are wondering how I uh, came across and became friends with Nez, I was actually on that app Clubhouse. And to be honest with you, the first time I actually was in a Clubhouse room with him, I um, very... I kind of had to push myself and I kind of had to force myself and I raised my hand on one of those clubhouse rooms and I got very nervous and it was in that clubhouse. It was in, it was actually the second time I was in the clubhouse room with him when I uh, was just, at, I was wanting some feedback from people and Nez and so many others were just so like on top of it. And one of the people in the room, they, they thought I wasn't even going to come back. I like, they had that like everyone had scared me off, but, I came back the next week because no one scared me off. I actually took to heart what people said. But let me give uh, the audience a few stats on you, Nez. So when I was doing some research on you, um, so Nez, as I put in this description, he's, he's a certified coach. And correct me if I'm wrong, Nez, but you're a certified coach for LinkedIn. You have 20K followers, monthly views are 88K, and unique views are 10K. Now, that's impressive because when I first came across uh, LinkedIn, like I had no idea what LinkedIn was. And I had a friend tell me, like, oh, it's like the business side of Facebook. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And so he sent, that friend sent me an invite and I started my profile. And I didn't take it very seriously until I was without a job one time. And I started thinking, okay, I need to update my LinkedIn. I need to make sure it's good to go and go from there. So do you have anything to add with that with LinkedIn? Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't get those 20,000 followers overnight. That's for sure. And one thing that I'm really proud of, Anthony, is that I that I advocate for pragmatic solutions. And, you know, we, we I know you've seen this, Anthony, and probably I'm sure the audience has too. 
you know, every time you watch a YouTube video now, it seems like every other ad is some, you know, uh, young man on a beach, right? You know, in front of a yacht or a Lamborghini and saying, hey, you know, you can make millions online. Just come hang out with me. There's no work required. No, this required. No, nothing. All you got to do is sign up for this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the truth of the matter is it's not like that. So I've been on LinkedIn since 2006, probably before you were born, Anthony. I was in <laughs> My senior year of high school was 2006. So. Yeah, I love it. So, I mean, now I'm really dating myself, right? <laughs> well, so, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I've been building my business and brand. I've been building relationships. Uh, I cannot underscore the amount of hard work it takes. You've heard me say this, Anthony, many times in Clubhouse that, uh, you know, I've done so many things in my life, everything from being a bartender, a paper boy, helping my mother run her leather shoe business, you know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, where I really learned profit margins, inventory, customer service, etc. Um, to being a business professor to, you know, I mean, every job you can really imagine, I was even a telemarketer at one point when I was 19, awful job. Um, there's nothing as hard as growing online, especially building a business. Um, you know, talking about LinkedIn, YouTube, right? Like we're on YouTube right now. And uh, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm absolutely obsessed and I love YouTube, but it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And so and so this takes time. That's what I want to say. Um, just like any platform, I know you asked me specifically about LinkedIn, but it really, I want to try to make this as valuable as possible for your audience, Anthony. It really kind of cross-pollinates across all platforms and across all ventures, especially in the online ecosystem. It takes a ton of work. It takes being human. You know, our mission statement here at Nez Nation Live is bringing more humanness to this digitalness. That's that's our sentence. That's going to go on a shirt, by the way. So make sure you visit professornez.com. <laughs> Shameless plug. But like, uh, you know, I, I really believe in that. Like, I really believe in that. Like, I wouldn't be here right now hanging out with this awesome gentleman by the name of Anthony if I didn't, you know, believe in that phrase that being human is really the key. You want to grow on LinkedIn. You want to grow on YouTube. You want to grow on Clubhouse, Snapchat, Green Room, whatever. The key is being human. So many people. Now, what does that mean? Well, Nez, what do you mean being human? So many people think that you have to be this entertainer and you have to go get them and you have to, you know, hustle from from dawn to dusk or dawn to two in the morning, you know, uh, uh, until your eyes are bloodshot and you need to just do this and that and do everything and be everywhere. I think that's a recipe for burnout. Um, And I think that if you're trying to be something that you're not and you're comparing yourself to other people, uh, I think that's a recipe for disaster. So being human is just really just being as authentic as you can, as real as you can, Um, you know, understanding that online relationships are not really different from offline relationships, that you don't want to just come across as pushy, salesy, forced you know, sub for sub, follow for follow, spam. You want to be human and you want to say, hi, Anthony, my name's Nez. What do you do? Oh, cool. 
That's really cool. That's interesting. Oh, you're a YouTuber. Oh, fantastic. It's just be human. And I'm living proof, guys. You don't need millions of followers. You don't need hundreds of even of thousands of followers. I've been able to build two multiple six-figure businesses. And now I'm working on a new business with this new niche channel that I just got monetized. I'm not saying this to brag, but I'm saying this to inspire you. I just monetized this brand new niche channel that I never share because I've never shared it anywhere. YouTube knows my audience. We just monetized 10 days ago, uh, Anthony, and this channel has already made $525. Wow. We monetized it. We got the we got the email from the YouTube partner program literally on the 16th of June, and then I was able to monetize, uh, you know, it got reviewed and I was able to get monetized 4 or 5 days later, and now it's July 2nd and my earnings for June surpassed my main channel when it came to ad revenue. And my main channel has almost 12,000 subscribers. So you do the math. This is a brand new channel. So when now I look at the main channel as my sort of, I know you love Sean and Think Media, and I do too. They're amazing. He talks about this all the time, your test period, your testing ground, your, your training uh, uh, you know, regiment, and your training phase of your life. I look at my main channel and other channels I've managed and consulted, I've been on YouTube for almost 10 years, um, but I didn't really start my main channel until 2016. I didn't really know what the hell I was doing until maybe late 2019, early 2020. Like when I say know what I'm doing, it took me failure after failure after failure uh, to really realize, oh, okay, this is what's working. This is what I need to do. And it never changes. Like I hear a lot of people on Clubhouse say, Nez is a YouTube expert. Nez is a YouTube pro. Not even close. I'm always learning. Just like you, Anthony, just like your audience, I'm always learning. So LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, uh, 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 podcasting, it doesn't matter. It takes a ton of time. It takes a ton of failure. It takes listening. It takes paying attention and being more human. No, I, okay, so that was a lot, but it was, it was like, <laughs> sorry, I know. Handy, to be honest with you. You know, it was just pure goodness. And I love how you mentioned so many things, but there was one thing you mentioned, and it just brought to mind something that I went through, and that was that you didn't start your first chat, your your main channel. You didn't really start it until like 2016, which is funny because back in 2016, I was, uh, I was working at a local grocery store here in Kaysville, Utah area. And, um, you know, that's a, like a city or two away from me, but uh, I was a cashier and I was like, like a bagger basically. I was, I was anything they wanted me to do up front. And I remember thinking in my mind, like, well, that'd be cool to be a, like, to start a YouTube channel. And so like, I remember I messaged my oldest brother slash mentor who was on the previous live stream last week about it. Um, and I messaged another friend who's also a small time YouTuber like me, whose name is uh, Ryan Sellers. And he told me, he's like, you know, you gotta be consistent. You gotta do this. You gotta do this. And I thought, well, that's a lot. And like, I kind of like, kind of scared me off. And I thought, well, that was a great thought. I'll just throw that on the back burner. I'm just not going to even worry about this. But um, it, and as I got into it, um, I just was really, I started feeling like a little kid in a candy store. Cause like, it was just such a cool environment to be a part of like the YouTube family to really like, um, not only engage with people, but to also learn from other YouTubers like yourself, Professor Nez. Yeah. So. And if I could just say this really quickly, 
you know, um, it it takes that. You know, it's true. It does take consistency. Um, but one thing that I would say, and it's related to branding and online business, because I know you, Anthony, you're a smart dude, intelligent. You're not just on YouTube for fame or notoriety. Uh, not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with that. There's plenty of people who are like, you know what, I want to try to be famous. And actually, I think the place to be famous is on platforms like YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc., Instagram, if you if that's your intention. I'm not I don't I don't judge anybody. I'm not here to judge. And funny enough, I don't know if you know this about me, Anthony. I was born in Logan, Utah. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up by Bear Lake. My parents used to take me to Bear Lake all the time as a kid. My dad went to Utah State. He actually taught at Utah State University. Uh no, wait. No, I think he taught at Evansville University in Indiana, but but he got his PhD at Utah State, uh, and so uh, yeah, man, I, I I'm a I'm a Utah I'm a Utah dude. <laughs> you're you're Utah at heart, and that's all. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm an Aggie. Aggie was it the Aggies, the Utah Aggies? Yeah, I'm an Aggie at heart. But like, um, just like anything, you know, it it really takes understanding the platform, understanding what the experience is on youtube because the experience on youtube and when i say experience the experience of the viewer the experience of the audience the, the client the customer whatever you're looking for understand what the experience is like on that platform and then that is really the launching point of any kind of venture that you want to do online whether it's building a brand a business which really those are two things that are interchangeable um you know being famous uh, or just a creative outlet um, you know, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not creating YouTube videos on YouTube as a creative outlet just for, just to not get views, right? So even, let's just say this, even if you're on YouTube or online to just use it as a, implement it as a creative outlet, which I, I there's nothing wrong with that. You need creative outlets, right? Um, you still want views. You still want, you know, engagement. You still want to build a community, all the elements that go into running a good business. So, so, you know, you're not, if, if you're just doing it for yourself, then who cares about views? Why even, why even put yourself out there? The reason you're putting yourself out there is because hopefully there's something that you have. There's something that you can offer that somebody needs to hear, listen to, or can get some uh, help from. And I, I love that. I want to make it really quickly before I respond to what you just said. I want to give a few, I want to show a few comments that people said. So this is my friend Lito. Lito was on the first live stream with me. He just said he was, he just wanted to pop in and say hi before he went to bed. He says, and then he said he would watch the rest of it on the replay. But then my older brother, who's in Portland, Oregon, wanted to, wanted a shout out. So Dan, thanks for watching. I appreciate it. I appreciate your support. But, you know, honestly, when it comes down to creating content, like if people, like I, you know, I've already thought and thought about this. Like if someone was to come up to me and say, like, why are you on YouTube? Like, because there's a lot of people that want to go on YouTube just for the money aspect of like, they just want to make money. They don't, they just want to, you know. They Which want, you can. You can make yeah. a lot of money on YouTube. You can. But I feel like in some regards, those people are going to it with the wrong mindset. I feel like they are just going into it about the, the money side and they're not looking at the creativity side. You know, I've, there was, I've come across YouTube channels that I didn't really like. I didn't appreciate because they just did things I didn't approve of. But at the same time, you know, YouTube is not an overnight success. Like it takes time. You know, it's, it's like, you know, building a brand and building an online business because you are, you're building both of those. 
Now that kind of leads into the next question is why did you start in this whole industry and when was it you started in, the, in this industry? Yeah, that's such a good question, Anthony. Well, you know, social media really didn't like for me, YouTube didn't really come on my radar until 2015. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a family channel that, you know, I was just using it as a, a way to kind of document our family, you know, and our journey. We had a new kid. My son Samuel was born in 2012. Uh, and so that's what I mean by I've been on YouTube for almost 10 years because I know the back end system. I've seen the changes. Uh, they went from, you know, uh, they, they changed their system in 2013 to from, from you know, just uh, um, from views to watch time as like a real big metric. So not just clicks and views, but actual watch time in 2013. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. Um, I would say there was a moment uh, when I was a business communications professor, and I, I still do it part-time, like very, very part-time, um, where I had a student come up to me, Anthony, and said, Professor Nez, I just paid $100,000 for a piece of paper, a.k.a. a diploma, and nobody will hire me. And I'm not going to go on an education rant right now, Anthony, but I know you know how absolutely livid I am uh, when it comes to the universities of North America and the North American educational system. Mm -hmm. And actually, it goes across the board because watching what happened with my kids during the pandemic and how poor their education was handled uh, and how backwards education, the, the whole industry of education is when it comes to innovation, when it comes to technology, when it comes to creativity, it's mind-boggling. And, you know, I decided right there and then, I was so heartbroken by this student because I knew that the, 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 the majority of students in the business schools were, especially in the business schools, I'm just talking business schools, from my experience, were underserved because most of the professors never ran a business. Most of the professors didn't even have a Twitter account. Most of the, prof not that that matters, but just the fact that they don't, you know, like I've said this before too, Anthony, like if you're a business professor, a marketing professor, and you don't have an, a clubhouse presence, you're not doing your job mm -hmm. because what is business communication? What is business? Business is building relationships. I can't think of a better app right now because I wouldn't be here right now with you. I can't think of a better app right now, even if it's like you don't want to have a presence, just to at least be open-minded and say, I'm curious about this thing, curiosity. Um, you're underserving your students if you don't have a presence on these platforms. And so I decided in 2016 I'm late 2015, I'm going to start my own channel and I'm going to take it very seriously and I'm going to do my best to bring the power I brought inside the classroom to the masses. It was my way of scaling basically my ability to help students. And, you know, most of my reviews, I'm not trying to brag here, but most of my course evaluations and most of my reviews were like higher than anybody else's. Um, students loved my classes, uh, and I was very lucky, you know, and so I was trying to bring that to YouTube. And so that was the sort of mission and it still is my mission. Like I got a comment last night, Anthony, somebody said something on my YouTube channel said, Nez, I don't know how I got your video. It was totally by accident. I came across it, but they left this paragraph on my, on one of my videos saying, God bless you. Like you're literally saving people's lives. Like I've, I've, I've tried everything to help me with this problem. And your video just 
totally inspired me. And that like, to me is that's the most valuable metric. It's not subscribers. It's not followers. It's impact. Impact is the only metric that matters. And so, and so that was how I started getting into the YouTube content creation space. And it was such a natural transition from being a professor. And I started with live streaming. You know, I really started with YouTube live, Facebook live. I was an early adopter of Periscope. I wasn't really recording kind of like your quintessential YouTube video, 10 to 15 minute pre-recorded. I was doing mostly live streaming because it was such a natural transition for me. And I just had fun. I loved it. Not only was I creating impact, but I had a ton of fun. I mean, I've been in business and branding for 30 years, you know, but, but this kind of era, the last 10 years, eight years really didn't start till 2015, 2016 for me. No, and because I, I, of that, and because of that one student, like if it wasn't for that one student, I might've never gotten into this. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. And honestly, yeah. you know, I am grateful for that student because I would have never been able to meet Professor Nez, you know, and honestly, when it comes down to it, I mean, I'm a college student and I have to say, and, that, and my family that's watching, both my mom and my brother are both actually watching this stream to support me. They both know. And I have some of my friends who watch this on the later hi, on. Hi, mom. Hi, brother. <laughs> um, later on, some of my friends who will probably be watching the, the live stream, they'll te they would be able to even testify as well that I've gotten some really frustrated with some of the instructors and professors at my at my university that I attend. And honestly, in some of them, I feel like they didn't really know what they were doing. So I feel like, you know, YouTube is such a great way for not only someone to connect with people all over the world, but it's also a great way to teach people about different things. You know, being a part of Video Ranking Academy, there is a lady that's part of that Video Ranking Academy. She's in her 60s. I don't even remember her name. Um, but when the pandemic hit last year in 2020, you know, food was getting scarce in grocery stores all over the world, especially here in the United States. And she had a cooking channel and she did a basic YouTube video on how to make basic bread. And that thing just took off. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it, it was one of those things that like she had never even anticipated that, that video would take off. But she was so grateful that she was able to help other people in the midst of a pandemic where they needed bread for their family. You know, I like the way you said that, Anthony, because I even talked to my wife about this. You know, one if I could just tell a quick story, you know, one day I was done with my client meetings in my office, my studio is in my house. Mm -hmm. uh, and I went down to the kitchen and I was ready for lunch. You know, usually my, my schedule is I have my client meetings in the morning. And I do all sorts of work. I do, you know, a bunch of stuff. And then I, and then I take a break using the afternoon and I came down and I could overhear, this was during the pandemic. And I could overhear my son's teacher. Uh, he was online on Google classroom and it was the same stuff I remember zoning out on as a kid. You know, it was, if there's 40 pumpkins in the middle of a field and farmer Fred drove a train down to Zimbabwe and then made a U-turn and then he asked to stop and get directions. It's just ridiculous like lesson plans that have nothing to do with the real world. And it's funny you say that about YouTube because I truly believe this. I told my wife, I go, could you imagine how much more powerful and how much more engaged the students would be 
if they actually taught everybody how to start and grow a YouTube channel. Because think about it, they're going to learn marketing, they're going to learn communication, presentation, sales, branding, technology, you know, they're going to learn all these different skills, creativity, it'll be a project based learning rather than stupid quizzes and tests. And I mean, I'm actually shocked, you know, your audience might hate me on this. But I'm actually shocked, Anthony, that they still teach times tables. Why? Why? Why do you still teach times tables? Why do I still need to know what seven times eight is? I don't need to know. Siri can tell me in two seconds. Why waste my time with that? Why are you teaching things that all I need to do is say, Hey, Siri, and she'll tell me in three seconds or, you know, Alexa, like it makes no sense. You're spending four days teaching kids times tables that doesn't even have any value. And so the whole school system needs to be just completely uh, gutted from the inside out. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think YouTube teaches you how to be a better public speaker, how to be a better communicator, how to deliver with power, with impact, understanding persuasive language, persuasive communication, understanding marketing. I mean, the whole the list, I could go on for days what it teaches you. Even if you never get one view on your YouTube channel, the skills that you can accrue by just starting and trying to create and grow one are I mean, immeasurable. They're immeasurable. No, I completely agree. And I know that um, this it's really changed my life with things with with photography. And, and, you know, I've looked up stuff for, you know, stuff to do with my classes on at the university, whether it be with like math and other things. But it's just really been interesting. But I kind of wanted to I, I wanted to ask you a question. And the question I wanted to ask was, like, if someone came up to you and said, Nez, I'm thinking of starting a small business and an online brand. What and but I just don't know what I would do it on or how I would go about approaching it. What would you? What advice would you give them? I love that. Thank you so much, Anthony. And this has been a real pleasure and honor being here. Um, I have kind of a three pronged approach uh, when I talk to new clients and when I help people build their brand and their presence online. The first thing is is you've got to identify purpose. What is your purpose? And when I say purpose, I don't mean just your passion or what you love doing. Like, I mean, quite literally, what were you meant to do uh, on this thing called Earth? What were you meant to do? Like, for example, me, I feel I was meant without, there's not a shadow of doubt in my body. I was meant to inspire people. I was meant to help people. I was meant to teach people, you know, uh, how to do what they really want to do, how to get themselves out of their own way and do what they really need to do so they can live an amazing life. I really feel that way. Um, and then once you identify your purpose, then you need to really identify an audience that will get value from that purpose. And so that's the second prong. You really have to dive deep into who are the people, what do they do, what's inside their head, not just age, you know, income, background, ethnicity, gender, etc but really get into the heart of your audience and, and what are their interests, their desires, what are their challenges? What, what problems do they face on a day-to-day -day basis? What do they want to achieve? What are their dreams? Um, and then after you identified that, number three is message. You have to craft a compelling message that will reach that audience. Purpose, audience, 
message. If you follow that three-pronged approach, and I help, you know, so many clients do this. If you really follow that three-pronged approach, it's really a nice kind of macro overarching sort of roadmap to get there. Then it's going to really make a lot of other things easier, right? Like, so for example, if Anthony's purpose is to, you know, help people with their, with their, uh, help people with their business. Like, how would you, let me ask you, Anthony, how would you sum up in one value proposition, one sentence? If I said, Anthony, what do you do online? What are you doing? What would you say to that? I create positive content for other people to enjoy. So what I would say to that, I love that, by the way, I create positive content for other people to enjoy. That's a great value proposition. And so what I would say is you've got a couple of generalities there. Number one is positive content and then for and then people. So I would be very, very specific or at least try to be specific. So for example, instead of positive content, I would say I create, uh, you know, uh, I create positive uh, um, self-help content, you know, um, helping you get yourself out of your own way. And then, and then who are the people I would say for, you know, are they, are they professionals? Are they, are they, uh, plumbers? Are they business people? Are they finance people? Are they sales? Who are the people be more specific there? And then that's a great mission. That's a really great mission that you have. So you're, you're creating, um, self-help content or, or performance content or performance enhancing content or whatever for, you know, let's say male executives or something like that. I'm just throwing that out as the top of my head, but it's very specific, right? Then you know exactly who you're targeting. You know exactly what your purpose is. Now it's all about crafting a message. And this is what personal branding is. Personal branding is not just logo, color palette. Personal branding is your reputation. Personal branding is putting yourself out there so you can attract the right people. It's taking ownership over your narrative, especially in the online ecosystem. Because if you don't take ownership of your narrative, other people are going to dictate it. Um, you know, like Google will dictate your narrative. And so you want to take control over how you come across online. And so that's where personal branding comes in. And so if you follow that purpose, audience, uh, message, that's going to give you a lot more clarity on where you need to be. Do you need to be on YouTube? Do you need to be on LinkedIn? Uh, what are the best ways of getting that traffic? And then it's going to really help you craft a compelling message in your copywriting, in your content, on your videos, on your podcast, in your emails, everything. It's going to help you craft that message a lot more. It just it's a lot more seamless and simple to to once you know where you're going. It's kind of like if you don't know your purpose, your audience, and your message, it's kind of like hey, let's go to um, let's go to uh, 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 you know New Mexico. Okay, cool. Let's just jump in the car and go without any Google Maps, any directions. Like you're not going to get there, uh, you know, fast and efficiently. You're probably going to take a lot of wrong turns. You might not even get there at all. So this is your roadmap. Does that make sense, Anthony? That makes complete sense. Yeah. I want to show this comment real quickly. Someone saying, hey, Naz. Angelique. Yes, hey. Angelique is in the house. Good to see you. She might have saw my tweet. I tweeted this out. I shared this on Twitter. Awesome. Um, Good to see you, Angelique. Angelique is awesome. She's another uh, amazing brand strategist, online business, uh, you know, uh, professional 
and she also she also is probably one of the best on Clubhouse. Period. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever. She is so uh, amazing. Like I love listening to her. She has a lot to say, and she says really awesome things about the creator economy. Same things that we talk about. Uh, and so, Angelique, a big, big shout out to you. Great to see you. Thanks, Angelique, for stopping by. We appreciate it. Um, I know that time is getting short and you have some places, some family matters to attend to, but I wanted to ask you at the, you know, now that we're coming kind of abruptly to the end. And I'm, for those watching, I am going to bring Nez back for another part two later on in a few weeks when I am down like James Brown. <laughs> When things have kind of calmed down a little bit, you know, July is kind of busy for people, people going on vacations and such. Um, but I wanted to have you give some encouragement to those who, whether it be they're wanting to create content online, whether it could be through YouTube videos, podcasting, or just wanting to create their own brand and, and online business, I wanted you to give them some kind of encouragement. Because I know that for myself, there have been thousands of times when I've almost walked away from anything from like my photography or even just from YouTube, just saying like, well, this was a fun little ride, but I just don't seem to be making that. So like what words of encouragement would you give to anyone who's struggling right now with making their content brand? Frustration, failure, um, uh, making terrible videos, making terrible content, uh, stress, uh, you know, time, energy, blood, sweat, tears. This is all part of the game. I want to encourage everybody listening and watching when you start out, especially when you start, I still, to this day, having done this for decades, I still, to this day, feel like I have so much to learn. I still, I have, I learned from Anthony. I learned from Angelique. I learned from amazing people. Always be learning. And don't be afraid of failure. Don't worry. I've been there on those nights at 2.30 in the morning where you're editing a video and you look at your watch and you go, I can't believe I'm not in bed. Is this even worth it? I've only got 30 people watching my last video. I only have maybe 100 subscribers or whatever. And only is the worst word ever because 100 subscribers, 20 subscribers, hell, five subscribers. If one of those subscribers is Oprah Winfrey, you're in. I mean, it, it's not about quantity. It's about quality. And so what I would say is don't compare yourself to anybody else. Just put your head down and get to work. Try to be as best as you can be with each piece of content. Try to learn. Don't take failure personal. Don't take uh, poor metrics or analytics on your poor performance on your last piece of content, video, whatever, personally everybody's been there and I'm still there to this day. Okay. And so, and so this is just a part of it. This is part of the process. I would say just keep going. Persistence is way more important than talent. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome if you have talent, but I would say if somebody said, Nez, what do you want? Talent or persistence? Persistence any day of the week. Just keep going. My first 50 to 100, maybe even 200 videos are absolute garbage. And you know what? I still put out garbage. But guess what? I keep going. Just keep going. And I promise you there's going to be a day where you're going to be on an awesome podcast with a brand new YouTuber like Anthony Locke. <laughs> and you're going to be saying the same thing. You're going to be like, I can't believe it. I was, you know, I had five subscribers. I put out 20 videos. I didn't get any likes. I didn't get any views. 
And I was there, and now, boom, 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 four or five years later, it's a long game. It takes a while. Building a business, which I call creating a YouTube channel, it really takes the same ingredients. If you've been listening, it takes the same ingredients for running a business, right? So it takes time. It just takes time. So just keep going. Be consistent. Think about it, guys. YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, this is all brand new. It's only been around for 10, 15 years, really, if you really think about it. Like, I mean, you know, our great, great grandkids are going to be like, you were around before YouTube was invented. They're going to be blown away by that. We're the pioneers. We're the early adopters. We're the first to use Facebook. We're the first to use Instagram. We're the first to use YouTube. We're the first to use LinkedIn. I'm telling you right now, this is the greatest time to be alive. Just keep going. Just keep going. And I promise you, if you put in the work, if you put in the time, you put aside all the comparison, don't take the dude inside your head seriously. And I'm talking about that dude who says you suck all the time. Don't take that dude seriously. As a matter of fact, Professor Nez gives you permission to fire his butt. Just fire him. Just say you're fired. Professor Nez told me to fire you. Don't listen to that guy. And I promise you, beautiful things will happen. I love that. And anyone listening, like, I hope people are taking notes. Like, honestly, like, Professor Nance just, he just has a bank full of knowledge. But before we, uh, before we end, I just want to give a few shout outs to, uh, to Angelique. She said, when we were talking about Clubhouse, she was like, yep. And then she was talking about Clubhouse. But then she also said this. And honestly, Clubhouse is where I've made some of the greatest connections when it comes to, being an entrepreneur and being a content creator. And that's where I'm at, Nez. So again, for those watching, we're going to do a part two with Professor Nez when we both have a little bit more time. But in closing, I, I'll say this. This is a motto I always say on the podcast that I haven't, that what I am going to be returning to in the future. But I always end my podcast with this. It's a slogan that I came up with back in 2007 when I was a punk 19-year-old kid. Again, I just carbon dated myself a little bit. Um, and it goes like this. Do not live in the past, but instead live for the present and the future. And honestly, I live by that. I On Facebook, I don't even like looking at memory. Like when it comes up with those things like, you have memories from five years ago today. I don't even like looking at that because that was my past self. I want to focus on the now and the future. And so that's why that I live by that motto in my life. I love that, man. That's awesome. I, I, I'm going to write that down. That's, that's perfect. Good for you, Anthony. It's been a real pleasure. I, I mean it, man. It's been an honor being here on your show, man. And anytime you uh, are willing to have me, I would love to be a part of it. I would love to have you back. And so for those watching feel free to check out professor naz's youtube channel i put it in the description and also i put a, a link to his website if you're new to the channel give it a big give this video a big thumbs up hit the, the subscribe button and if you like this live video go check out the one previous to this where i talked with my older brother slash mentor george about being a freelance photographer and a small business owner we'll catch you next time thanks guys